Sports and politics. It's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP. And I do what I do because I love you. Now, what I have right now, or what I'd like to have right now, is for all you fat, out of You there? Texas, Houston, Texans. Back to the best in the world speak because my Redskins are better than the Houston Texans and I want to bring in my co-host Jerry Taylor to prove the point. Jerry Taylor, welcome to the yeah. show. Uh, you're going you're gonna to introduce me like that. Is that, is that how you're going to roll with me? <laughs> I have to, I have to, dude. I'm so tired. I, I, I did a um, we did a a a work like night type deal mm-hmm. and um it was mentions the women and we played we, we played scat and we played uh guess and i lost all of them and i'm by that <laughs> because we were told we were gonna lose before lost and it was close I, I was so upset, so I had to, I had to laugh at somebody, somebody. But I still love you. I'm here. Does I that count you. for anything? No, I'm. I'm that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to Positive Saturday Edition. Um, again, it's me, it's Mr. FSP, along with the ATM right here on your radio or or your phone, however are listening to listening um it's a very um show you know why i don't care about any football for this show now we might get into topics um like your suspension from the ufc and on the sexy rousey and some other folks. I know Joe wouldn't mind talking about Ronda Rousey. Um, but about Hello? Back. <clears throat> I'm here. I want to talk about I want to talk about IDPs. I'm going to give you my top 10 defensive backs. And of course, Jerry probably will not agree with me. It's evident of the past couple of weeks, we disagree a lot on these. As you said last week, he doesn't really think about him. He waits 
at the very end of his draft. So who are you going to listen to? The guy that knows EPs or the guy that says, whatever, I'll wait till the last part of the draft to draft him. I, I don't know. I listen, don't. Well, if, this is what I know. I know you listen to the guy that who won recent championships. And that's who you listen to, not the guy who's chasing chasing champions. Um, I don't oh, know really? who, who, what the shoe fits what, but I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I've won a few this past year, last year, but the year before, a couple. I won several, matter of but it's okay. It's okay because that was history. And history, there's a preseason that went between. Uh, let me ask you, let me ask you, Mr. FSP. Since you yes. said that you won last year, uh, I mean, the year before. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait years minute, ago, wait yes. Minute, wait a minute, just, 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 I'm going to see, see how consistent you are here. In the leagues oh, that Jesus. we in the leagues that we play, I knew. Women, women. In the two seasons we played in the leagues, leagues that we played, okay. Uh, when you won the championship, I think I was in the playoffs on both, um, all two, at least two or three of the leagues that you were in, okay. Uh, at least two mm. or three. Um, and uh, that was two seasons ago. Since, since you won, and I'm going with with, with you won a couple uh, championships. I think you only won one in one of the leagues. I was, I was we both were in. And, uh, yeah, that's right too. And then last year, I'm trying oh, to think, man. and I'm really trying to think how consistent you are <laughs> in, in you drafting <laughs> and playing fantasy football. If you were ever in any of the playoffs of the leagues that we were in last year. And was I in the playoffs, and did I win any championships? I think in the three leagues that we were in, I oh wasn't in one. Goodness. I wasn't in one. I wasn't in one playoff. No, I think I was in the playoffs. I'm talking about the parlay. Power. You were. I, I was in that playoffs. In the um, in ESPN league, I. What did I do with that league, Victor? Oh, I think I won that league. I don't know. Am I am I right about that? And in the other league. I think I came in, what, third? And in that league, in yeah. both leagues, you were not in the playoffs. In both oh, leagues. Oh, no, 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 you, no, excuse me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You, you came in not. third, only beat me. No, no, you beat me. You beat well, me to come third. Oh, I came well, fourth well, in upset. Yahoo. In no, Yahoo. Upset. But, hey, but upset. you know what? You know, that, that wasn't due to That means you weren't no, in the playoffs. That wasn't due to If IDP. I beat you, you weren't in the playoffs. Oh, um, <laughs> Neither were you, you. Neither were you. Cause we were fighting. I was the number one seed in Yahoo. You, and, you're right, and you were uh, the number one. And, seed. Oh, shut up! And because Peyton Manning decided no, 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 to start no throwing interceptions, no, we have no excuses here. But, there you're right. No, you're, you're right. You're right, Jerry. There Jerry, are no you are right. Excuses here. We're talking about bottom no line excuses. results. We're talking about however, bottom line results. Yes. So yes, however. No, no, no listen, line, listen. The, the, bottom oh line I'm, the bottom line I'm trying to get across to the, to, the, to the ones that are listening is I've told you that I put IDPs on the back burner, not that, that they're not important, but I put, basically put them on the back burner because I figure they're the 
vast array of IDPs that you can pick up versus um, high-caliber offensive positions. So if I have to, I, I'll stream IDPs. And the only any other reason I'm saying this is because I said that statement that I put those IDPs on a back burner. Um, obviously, they they um, I, it gives me better results because you say you know more about IDPs than I do. You may, but and I do. But the bottom line is, I always, for the most part, finish above you consistently no. year in now listen. and year out. That's, no. what, I'm, okay, that's what I'm getting across. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, I, there is no doubt that Jerry has a very high IQ when it comes to off players. And I have a, uh, a high limited, one, maybe limited, not as, limited. excuse me, whatever. I have a high, you know what, whatever. I'll eat that because I talked about, I'll talk because I talked about Houston uh, coming on the air, bringing you in. But the point is, uh, my Rope offensive prowess, or whatever. Oh, 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 you are so wrong. You are so wrong. Oh, you you deserve. Ouch, coach, me. I'm hurt. You I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Oh, at least he's tall enough to see his ankles. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna attack your height now because you because you're evil on that one. That was evil. Niles Paul, get better. Get better, Niles Paul. But the point that I'm making, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Yes, Jerry has a, a very large acumen when it comes to offensive players. I am not that far behind because, yes, um, I do uh, create leagues where you have to have offensive and defensive players, not just a defense. And uh, the point of the matter is we're not talking about offensive players right now. We're talking about IDPs, individual defensive uh, positions or defensive players. And no, we're not. No, no. I, I got the point, but you're missing my point. The point is we're not talking about overall performance in uh, the league. We're talking about IDPs. Now, IDP conceivably can give you just as many points as a tight end, as a kicker, as a wide receiver. Probably not a, a running back and definitely not a, a quarterback, but a guy like J.J. Watt last year, he was a consistent IDP guy who got you maybe 10 points a game because of everything he did. And when he scored touchdowns, you know, that was even more. And let me um, ask you something. Let me ask you something. Linebackers. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you yes. something. Now, when you, when you talk about IDPs, and I'm not downplaying IDPs. Trust, trust me when I'm saying this. But the reason I'm saying that IDPs, I uh, put them on a back burner because they don't give you the consistent numbers unless you get the high-tier guys, the guys that are very high-tier. And um, it's, I wouldn't say, uh, I, yeah, I would say, when you try to grab those high-tier guys, meaning you're going to go earlier in your draft versus later in your draft because you're trying to grab those type of guys, versus grabbing some offensive players that may be able to give you um, uh, better production and then uh, get uh, some IDPs that may be able to get you half the production, but they're lower in your draft. That, that well, overall, that overall um, 
uh, uh, count in points per week in offensive players will be more consistent than a defensive player. Unless you what, grab what your, someone what like... What is your question? At, 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 what, at, at what I'm saying is this. You, you asked a question. That's not you, a question. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is this. You're, you're referencing J.J. Watt, the defensive player of the year, the best player in all of football, according to the top 100. Now... Name recognition is going to cause people to grab him in an IDP type of environment very quickly when the seventh or eighth round comes around, somewhere around no, there. No, no, no. No, I agree. And, and the strategy I'm imploring people to, to, to take, what I'm saying is, is that if you're going to get a defensive player, saying wait to the later parts of the rounds to get them. We normally do 22, 23 rounds because we have about eight or nine um, offensive starters. And then we have maybe six um, defensive starters. Um, and plus your kicker. So what I'm saying is you can get your defensive player in the ninth round, 10th round, because you've already got all of your offensive starters. If you go reach and get Levante or uh, Coochley in the eighth or ninth round, I don't see a problem with that because you've already got your quarterback. You've already got your two starting receivers. You've already got your two running backs. You've already got your tight end. You've already got oh, whatever else you're going to get, and you probably got a couple of backups on the on your bench as it is. Why not? take an eighth or ninth round pick and pick a J.J. Watt or pick a, a, a LeVon David or, or Coochley. I mean, you're, you're looking at your starter. Now, you, if, if I'm hearing you and I know your drafting style from, from years past, you're going to get your backups a couple of your, maybe like three or four backups before you even look at, before you even look at a defensive player. Now, do I think that's a bad strategy? I would recommend it because you lose out a player that's going to start for you on defense and get you maybe eight or nine points, maybe even 10 points a game for somebody that's going to be a sub. Got a question for you. On your team. No, no, no. Well, is your question actually a question or is it going to be another statement no, that you this, say the question? This is, a, this is a question. This is actually a question. Did okay. we not play in two two leagues that you had Yahoo and ESPN and were oh, they IDP? Yes, and your point okay. about wait a minute. the IDPs. Let me, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, me, let, me ask a, let me let me ask a, number, a couple other questions here. So since oh, both of them were IDPs and one of them I finished third and one of them I won, do you not think uh, 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 whatever I did that pertaining to IDPs uh, um, was a good strategy? year you had a good strategy last year but in years past you you pick players to, to overall, the overall. If folks i'm if, consistently folks, in if, the, if you overall, wait, I'm consistently in the playoffs with my strategy I'm, and, and that's all you have to do you don't have to be the number one scene you just have to get to the playoffs and overall correct correct my overall strategy gets me into the playoffs. 
And then when you want you to play, all bets are off. Anything that is true. How, however, however, just like in my case, where last year we're talking about, I had the number one great offer traded away. Actually, Coochley, I traded Coochley and um, somebody else away to get a couple of solid offensive players, and I picked up uh, Daryl Smith. That's Eric what I'm Smith talking about. From uh, just, just listen. And mm-hmm. I picked up Daryl Smith from from Baltimore. He was on the waiver wire. On the waiver. Um, but and he happened to be one of the better players there. However, he was maybe four or five points below what uh, Coochley was. Yeah, but, year. but but and, but and but. But the offensive players that you picked up made up for it. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yes. However, 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 the point that I'm getting to is that had I had Coochley versus Daryl Smith. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. I I didn't say I could. But what I'm saying, if I had him. Yeah, but but you can't. If I had him. You can't view it that way, Victor, because the fact is you use Coochley to get some offensive players, thinking that you and which is very good strategy, thinking that you could pick somebody up off the waiver wire, just like I've been saying, that you could pick somebody up oh, off the Jesus. waiver wire that can give you maybe not the same amount of uh, um, results, maybe half the results, but but the offensive players that you picked up more than picked up the slack for what you lost when you gave up Coochley. However, and that's that's however that and that's what I've been saying. And you just you just uh, uh, emphasized my point. You just you just brought it to however, life, thinking that you were those you, four you points were wrong, but you, know, no, you were right, but you were wrong. no. But the points were me by in that in that game, which is fine. I'm not mad at that. But what I will say is that I I would I would make the trade over again. I really would because it got me uh, Emmanuel Sanders in it the makes deal. Makes sense. I, I would have done it too. Um, but you can't look back however, and say I wish I had Coochley because you you traded I, him away I, to pick up I understand to pick up some that. other some better pieces on the offensive side. Yes, yes, but again, we're talking about we're talking about IDPs in general here, well, and yeah, but, we don't want to talk about offense because I know no, that's what you want to steer it to. Hey, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, can we get back to the topic? Can okay, we get back to the topic? I don't even Donald know what the topic Trump? is. <laughs> I know, Donald Trump. You just want to talk about periods and stuff, but that's okay. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent like the you last me Donald twenty Trump. minutes. Is that what you just did? <laughs> yes, I did. Is that what you just? I mean, all I'm doing is getting um, backhanded slaps here. I'm like, what's up with that? <laughs> hey, re- report for jury duty. Go ahead, and report for jury duty. You great American, you. But um, let's get let's get to the topic. Unbelievable. We're talking. I don't know if I want to talk to you games. now. <laughs> we're t- we're talking about IDPs from the defensive uh, back perspective, along with some um, uh, preseason games. Now, since you brought up Niles Paul, brought up Niles Paul. No, I didn't bring up Niles Paul. You did. Ankle, you brought him up tomorrow. Uh, oh, I, I heard it, my ankle broke. My ankle. You know, they, they, oh, no, that I was, was talking Niles about Paul. D'Angelo Williams. 
in the practice. Oh, yeah. shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Talking all, talk all that smack, and guess what happened? Oh, coach, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Because somebody, you know, somebody he, cr- broke his ankle. It didn't get broken, but I'm just saying. Somebody felt like it looked, yeah. looked like he got broken. Yes. And, 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 all right. and it happened to be a Houston Texan that didn't didn't uh, show uh, D'Angelo Williams. Hey, look, you can't talk junk to me. Let's get up face-to-face. Oh. thought he was going to get the best of my boy, DeAndre Hopkins, and he broke his ankle. Had him get him out of the game because he got hurt. Now, look, that's okay. You can say all that, but at the, the truth. same time. It's the truth. At the same at the same time, when the fight happened, your boy, along with the rest of them Texans, tucked their tails and left because they don't want to mess with D.C. But the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. When you, when you can't Pre-season win, is here. You, you start the fight. Oh, my God. When you can't oh win, you start the fight. We didn't start the fight. the fight. We did not start the fight. Yes, That's the did. thing. Pierre exactly right. No, we did. started the fight. Yes, you did. No, they yes, did. did. No, they didn't. They okay. responded. No, they responded. Yeah, okay. Yeah. However, however, mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about the Cleveland Brown Redskin preseason game, and let's go around the horn. Why, why, why are you sound like that? Just because they won? You've been insulting me ever since I got on his on his phone. With you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to say Whatever. yes, the massa. Yes, the massa. I hear you. Oh, oh, say, the- say anything you like. <laughs> yes, the massa. <laughs> hey. hey. Treated me last week on my own show, you and my cousin, but that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, well, I, I try to deflect the, the issues. I'm, I'm trying to diffuse. You know, I, I know where it goes, and it goes rapidly. Gino, hey, I, oh, I'm Gino. Why I gotta, be Gino, dude? Why I gotta be Gino? Really, really, dude? I wasn't. No, you know, I wasn't. Hey, you, don't like, you don't like it when it's turned around, do you? But <laughs> well, see, that's a lie. That was a lie. I'm, I definitely wasn't Gino in, in any of that. But um, the bottom line is, um, in in the preseason game, because we're just going to analyze a couple things. Um, one, um, in the Redskin Cleveland game, I didn't get to see any of this stuff uh, because where I am. But uh, from what I understand. RG3 did not look good, um, and he played for a quarter. Okay. And during that time frame, Cleveland was up, I believe, 10-6 to 6 or 10-7 to 7 or whatever it was, and the Skins end up winning the game at the end, 20-13. Uh, to 13. But, again, Kirk Cousins looks good in preseason. And, ladies and gentlemen, don't let that fool you. Kirk Cousins looks great in the preseason, every preseason for the past three to four years but he's not a regular season performer. So don't let that smooth taste fool you. But Jerry, tell me a little bit about that, that game. Um, what are your observations of it? And uh, we'll move on. I didn't see the game. And I'll tell you the truth. I didn't see the game. I heard about the game in that uh, RG3, just like you, you did, that he didn't perform too well. And... Um, that's why he was um, where he was in my rankings. Um, I, and I, with a comment that um, this is uh, show up or see a time. 
with RG3. There's no um, um, anything, um, no fuzzy uh, fuzzy area here. Either put up or shut up. And uh, from what I understand, your your cousin did text me and t- said that uh, Kirk Cousins now has a radio show. You kidding me? Um, so I, I don't know where uh, it's going with RG3. Um, I don't know. Uh, he was a one-season wonder, and he's lost now. Maybe, and some people are saying that the coach, uh, or the last two coaches. Well, you can go uh, and and put it on every coach that comes to coach this kid. Um, you've got to learn to adapt. If he's a good enough player, um, then you've got to learn to adapt. Look at uh, Peyton Manning. Look at uh, Tom Brady with different offensive coordinators and different um, player personnel. Um, I'm talking about guys, and I just off the top of my head. Look at Eli Manning. Eli Manning, um, he was he was in a system for what a decade or close to a decade or whatever, and then he got changed last year, um, and he came on the later part of the year um, or last year, and there's high hopes. Uh, I think unfounded, but high hopes for Eli this year. So Robert Griffin III, I think, is running quickly out of excuses, and uh, I don't expect him to do too much this year. I know Victor doesn't agree with me there, but um, I don't expect. No, him to do I, too didn't much this year. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. The jury's still out. I mean, this is uh, what's only the first really preseason game that he played. Um, the, the next two preseason games, especially the third game, when, when starters starters usually get their extended time before they, uh, um, um, because most starters don't play on the, in the fourth game in preseason, um, gearing up for the regular season. So the next two preseason games are extremely important for Robert Griffin III and, and what his future holds uh, for the Redskins. I'll tell you, uh, the way I feel about that is this. Um, I don't think RG3 is going to have a spectacular season, but I don't think he's going to be the reason why the Skins are, you know, um, fighting to get in the playoffs either. I think they're going to implore RG3 to uh, make better decisions on the field. And in order to do that, they're going to take the ball out of his hands and make him a game manager. The bus said it best, in my opinion, when he said um, three yards in a cloud of dust, he can appreciate. He was very glad that Pittsburgh could appreciate that. And I think that's what the Redskins have got to go to, especially losing Silas Red, who was uh, supposed to be the backup to um, Alfred Morris because they let Roy Hallou go. Um, they didn't bring back anybody else, but Silas Red got hurt as well, and he's gone for the season. So now they're dependent on the rookie out of Florida, um, who's a very good talent, very good talent. But again, he's a rookie. So that that tells me that uh, they're going to employ um, Alfred Morris a lot. Now, also with, um, with Niles Paul gone, who apparently, and I didn't know this, he was the starter. Yes. For uh, he he was the uh, he was the number one um, tight end. Yeah. 
Um, so that means Jordan Reed now has an opportunity to get his job back as a starting tight end, who happens to be um, RG3's favorite target. And, um, you know, th- that might help him out later on down the line. Now, again, I don't expect RG3 to be a pro bowler this year. I really don't. I expect him to be a game manager and allowing the defense, the run game to do everything. But on the flip side of this, let's talk about Cleveland. Let's talk about Cleveland. They didn't look too bad. Um, But Johnny Manziel, when he came in, he did what, you know, people thought he would, which is be Johnny Manziel. He didn't lose the game for him, but he also helped them win the game. Um, so Cleveland, everybody's discounting them, saying there's not going to be much there. There isn't, uh, you know, anything spectacular or happy about in Cleveland. And from what I understand, uh, Cleveland didn't just roll over and go to sleep. No. So, so your thoughts on Cleveland real quick. Cleveland's Cleveland. They got issues. They got running back issues. They're thinking about bringing other other running backs in. At one point, they're thinking about bringing Ray Rice in. Then, it, then it, and the coach is very indecisive. He he, he bases the running back uh, who starts on who practices the best, um, and maybe that's not the right choice to, for the actual game circumstances. And then he flip flops running backs. He had two rookies that he used last year, which was Terrence West and um, Isaiah Crowell. Now he's got three. And uh, who knows what the heck he's going to do. Who the heck did, he's got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, not Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Josh McGowan as the... That's, uh, that's your Jets. Yeah, J- Josh McGowan as the uh, uh, quarterback. Um, and with Johnny Menzel backing him up. And I keep on saying this, and I keep every time you bring up Cleveland, Josh McGowan, because he he's in Cleveland now. He was in Tampa Bay last year. Is a backup quarterback, career backup quarterback. I agree. You're not you're not you're, not, you're not going to get a whole lot of out of Josh McGowan. You're going to run the football and try to play good defense, just like a lot of other teams. Like I've been saying, a lot of teams are going to be doing this because of the shortage of uh, quarterbacks. And uh, I don't think too much of Cleveland. I think they're still a bottom feeder in the uh, AFC North. Um, still trying to find out their wide Check receivers. My uh, they're still trying to find out the, find the, their wide receivers, uh, uh, some decent wide receivers. And uh, you got a combination of who the hell is going to run the ball, who the heck's really going to be effective in the quarterback position. You got Josh McGowan, which I think is a joke. And then you got uh, some wide receivers, some no-name wide receivers that um, are inconsistent at best, and that's either that's because of their their uh, skill set and because of the skill set of the quarterback that's throwing the ball to them. You got a recipe for disaster on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is going to have to carry them, and if they don't have a good day playing defense, they're they're going to get blown out. So I got it. I I mean, I I feel you. Um, I was just going off of what we had for this past couple uh, days of games. Now let's move over to um, 
your jet since you brought up, you know, not my jet. certain aspects of stop, it. You know, cut, well, you, you, you've been you've been riding this thing about my jets. You've been riding this thing. Uh, you just, um, call you me just Donald said my Trump. Jet. You've been riding this uh, some other stuff <laughs> today, today, and uh, I'm gonna ride myself right on out of here. Oh, I don't even do that. Sensitive. You don't. You, Are you we getting? Won't, you won't have to mute me because I, I I won't be needed to be muted. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. You know what? You're such a baby. You're just like Gino. You called me Gino. You called me Gino. So you you can't take it back. It's all right. I'll be I'll be L. I just knocked you out. I just broke your jaw. Since you're running. It's okay. Oh, here we and go. See, 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 and you still won't give it up. No, no, but no, that's okay. Listen, listen, no, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm so listening. Gino Smith. So Gino Smith gets his jaw broke. Goes on Twitter, and he gets by quote unquote jet fans um, about he should have got his arm broke instead of his jaw broke, right. and you know, and then oh boy, L. L, I can't remember his name, uh, gets signed by Buffalo. Yep. And the running joke is, and the is, uh, signed him because he did what he wanted to do to Gino last year, which was break his jaw. And, you know, that could be true. But let's talk about that. Gino Smith, $600 that, you know, I get it. He's not making, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but he's making way more money than that sixth round pick from a year ago. So uh, the point is $600 over a three month period. He couldn't pay it back. And then players in that locker room said it was brewing. It was coming. So no one really, uh, no one uh, stopped it or tried to stop any of the, the tension between the two. What does that say about Geno Smith and his leadership ability? And what up Fitzpatrick? Or, or yeah, because he's now the starting quarterback in, in New York. What, t- talk to me. Tell me a little bit about that. You're in that area. And that's why I'm talking to you about it. You're in the area. What's the deal? What's to what's talk about? He, from what I want to understand, he, he had it coming to him. He uh, talked a lot of smack. Uh, didn't come through for the guy when the guy was counting on him. He is the starting quarterback, and he thought that uh, he would he would come through for him. He didn't, and uh, he wasn't too happy about it. And then he was arrogant about it uh, after the fact. So um, that's the deal. That's the deal. So the question that I'm trying to get or, yeah, the question I want to get answered from you is, you know, Geno Smith no longer playing for six to to 10 weeks or eight to 10 weeks Mm -hmm. with a broken jaw. The Jets, are they better off with Fitzpatrick as the quarterback or, you know, was Geno because they were saying Geno had a great uh, you know, camp, and but they said the same thing about Marcus Mariota. Look what happened to him in Atlanta. You know, so talk to me. What do you? Is this a good thing or a bad thing for the Jets? Well, it's all according all according to your perspective. 
the perspective here is now that it's a good thing because Gino may have not been the best fit uh, for the guys that are in the locker room um, because of his attitude and um, uh, the way about goes about his business. Um, so you give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick, a seasoned veteran, uh, a journeyman, and another career backup quarterback, in my opinion, even though he's in Shane Gailey's um, uh, offense um, and played well when he was with both of them were in Buffalo. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. We had him with the Houston Texans. Uh, they had him with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Couldn't stick with either one of them, even though the circumstances with the Texans, he broke his leg and couldn't continue. Um, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I I really can't go past that because the fact is Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though he has started a games in the NFL, in my opinion, is not worthy of a starting quarterback position. But he but he keeps getting it put into one. You, what you get, what you see is what you get. And it's not much. So, not much. Well, hopefully figure it out. As, um, I hate to see schools back with a decent team. And the only thing lacking is, you know, because from perspective, their issue is the DB with the quarterback. We'll see what happens there. Um, and I only want to talk about two more preseason games before we get to the top 10 um, DBs in fantasy, in my opinion. Uh, and one team relates to Fitzpatrick, and that's the Tennessee Titans. You know, Mariota, Marcus Mariota, he's been saying, said to have had a, a very good camp, but this first preseason game when bullets were flying at him, he uh, didn't look too good. He was, I believe, 7 of 8 or 8 of 9, which is a good start with a stat line, but one interception, um, and he looked very, very, very skittish from what I saw. Um, and it was said, Ken Wisenhunt was uh, quoted as saying that he was very pissed off at his performance. Not Ken Wisenhunt was pissed off, but Mariota was pissed off at his own performance. And um, against Atlanta's defense, now I'm not saying Atlanta's defense is is garbage because they did add some pieces and they have a new head coach that is a defensive-minded head coach. But uh, that's... That's not a good way to come out looking, um, especially as a number two draft pick. I got it, but but it, it's the first rookie. real type of rookie. action. It, it's the first real action that he's seen where he's been hit because in practice they can't touch him. And the question hit? is, they hit? well, yes, here's a question. Reference me back to his, what uh, the old saying that Mike Tyson has. You know what that is, right? Yeah, everybody's getting to get punched in the mouth or Every, something like everybody's that. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit. So yeah, he, he had a plan. He got hit. 
and then his plan changed, and then he he was like off script, and they kind of got flustered. The game will slow down for him. Like, it, in fact, it may even slow down for him in, in, in the next preseason game. I mean, it's his first preseason game, first time taking snaps from from center and doing what he needs to do to be an NFL quarterback. And he was skittish. Okay, uh, keep keep uh, honing your craft. You know what your mistakes. Look at the film. Go back. And uh, uh, once you get used to the speed of the game with the defense coming at you and it really bulls flying, he'll get better. He's got a pretty level head. Um, and, and I think uh, it'll slow down for him. And uh, more than likely he'll have a better showing going into the second preseason game once he's realized um, what the heck's going on uh, in the first film. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's yep. you and never know with a rookie. Um, we got um, Jameis Winston playing tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern, Star, Eastern uh, time, and you don't know if he's going to have a good outing or a bad outing. He's a rookie. Um, he could have an all-world outing the first game. Second game, he could look like heart garbage. Um, that's that's what is heart garbage? What I is said, garbage? I said hot, hot, <laughs> hot, because it's real hot down in <laughs> hot garbage. And uh, oh, okay, and uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll have to wait. See, you know, you just you just want to mess with me today. I can see that, but that's okay. That's all right because you know it's what they okay. say about payback. It's a um, let me see if I can but it's okay. get that uh, person from the 240 area code to call you. Hey, <laughs> do what you got to do. But you, speaking of payback, you better pay my fantasy bill, Mr. You, you lost. Re, hey, yeah. call me Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> call me Aaron Rodgers, okay? <laughs> call me Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Relax. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey, Relax. that bill's coming up, Slim. That bill's coming up. Look, but anyway, let me, but that, that, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm contributing to to the league, but the league is going to be contributing to me near the end or at the end, <laughs> I should say. So, I, what I put in is what I'm getting back. That's how I see it. It's just, it's just a, a little um, um, merry-go-round. Start from one point, so, right back around to me. That's all. That's okay. So you think? You think you're gonna get two hundred dollars back? I don't know. I don't think. Let me I don't tell you that's happening. No, no, no not two hundred. I'm getting the, 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 whatever the, the total prize is for the champion. I'm, you ain't getting nothing. I almost, I almost took both your leagues last year. I'm taking both of them this year. Taking both we'll of them see. this year. Speaking of taking things, mm-hmm. that that's a perfect segue to get into Tom Brady. Thank you. The field. Taking the field, he was not expected to start surprise, against right? Green Bay. Yeah, surprise. Wasn't surprised to me. Ah, oh, Jesus, nothing ever surprised the old no. fart. But it's but listen, Patriots. Patriots are always going to do the unexpected, so you have to expect the unexpected. That's a absolutely. good point because Patriots, you know that. The, the next time that they'll get to see Tom Brady is late October. Um, so decided to trot him out there for the season game, and he got to stand an ovation and da-da-da-da-da. But here's the point. Brady versus 
Rodgers is what everybody wanted to see. They didn't get that part. They got Brady, though. Didn't do anything significant. Um, But they got to see a lot of Garoppolo, who will be, if everything stays as it should, uh, for the next four games uh, of the regular season. Your assessment of Garoppolo... When his time is coming, or when his time comes, if he's with the Patriots, he'll he'll be a extremely good quarterback. Extremely good quarterback. He's they're grooming him as they they should groom a quarterback. He's sitting on the sidelines, learning the offense, learning how to be an NFL quarterback from one of the best. Um, and that's all aspects of being an NFL quarterback, not just sitting on the field and throwing the ball around, being a team leader um, and, and studying your craft. He's going to be a very good quarterback. Um, typical tr- Patriot way, they downplay their players. Um, I'm not downplaying Jimmy Garoppolo. So, um, uh, well, in fact, think- I'll, I'll make a bold statement right now, and this is a very bold statement. If the Patriots were ever to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, he could start for uh, at least a half a dozen teams. At least a half a dozen teams. And you're saying that based of, off of this performance he just had, or are you just saying that for his potential? I'm saying it uh, for both. Um, for what I, what I, uh, some of what I saw on, on, on his. See, so, you know, when you watch a quarterback, you got to watch the poise of a quarterback. Um, and something extenuating circumstances, maybe maybe the offensive line didn't block well, maybe uh, um, the receiver didn't run the route, run the, uh, uh, the correct route, uh, the correct way, um, and, and and you got to see the poise of the quarterback in the pocket and see what he what he's uh, um, um, how skittish he is if he rushes his passes to be. Um, steps into his passes when he when he delivers the ball. You got to look all of that. I mean, it's the split seconds that you have to look at it. But time and time out, you got to see how the a guy reacts to d- different bulls flying at him from play to play. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be an extremely good quarterback. And if the Patriots got rid of him this year, half the teams in this league—not half the teams, a uh, half a dozen of the teams in this league—would make him make him a starting quarterback. Because that's how bad the well, quarterback position in a half a dozen teams are. I can agree with that. I don't know if he could be the starting quarterback for those six teams, but I I do agree that this year um, quarterback play is very sparse. And for fantasy owners, that might be a signal. You know, you might want to get a nope. quality one. Nope. because Can I finish my statement? Go, Can I finish, finish my statement? Finish your dumb statement. Finish your dumb statement. Finish. Oh, for, for, oh, oh, hey, Gino. Gino, go sit in the corner. But <laughs> the point is, the point is that there it's a signal that there aren't that many quality quarterbacks this year. That's in why my you, opinion. That's why you lose habitually. And that's why you lose uh, habitually. Whatever. Whatever. The bottom line is, uh, if Garoppolo in the, in the is draft. is by your estimation, last year, last year, something. No, no, stop, stop no I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking but about this again. Year. I'm in talking the, about in Garoppolo. The, in, in I'm talking draft. about Garoppolo. In, in the two, two oh my draft. goodness! 
in the three. two leagues that we're in. Three. Three. Leagues that we're in. three leagues. You're right. Three leagues that we're in. You will be surprised of the quarterbacks that I'll be taking. Hey, I'm not surprised by what you do anymore because you, you're getting senile, and we got to get you some depends. Yeah, well, my we're going to take care of that. It's giving me championships and putting money <laughs> in my pocket. No, it's thinking it out because I know. Well, I'm a little worried about game one now, but I got the whole AFC East, so uh, I might not be winning game one. I don't know. We'll see. AFC, but, AFC, um, the AFC East. That's right. You you playing Washington? Yeah, that was Washington's, Washington's playing AFC East, right? The Jets, the yep. uh, oh oh, the Jets, <laughs> the Dolphins, My. the Bills, and the, and the Patriots. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. We're now. gonna win. Game you said they'll lose all four of those games. That's what you said. Rap. No. Brand. No, and that's, that's and that's not that's, even that's the same. Game, set, match, friend. That's what it's going to be. Whatever. We'll see. The first Long game they my, lose, I'm going to say game. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say game. The second time they lose to the AFC, I'm going to say set. Um, the third time they lose, I'm going to say match. And the last and, and, and most important one, I'm going to say friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? After the first game, of the season, I'm gonna say, pay my money. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. But anyway, but let's get back to. to let's business. move on. Yeah. Yes. Let's get let's get to business. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's what Jerry thinks about Jenny, Jimmy Garoppolo and his potential yep. in the NFL, and yep. you know it's quite possible. Um, however, uh, he's getting tutored by a very good quarterback and a system in uh in New England. So that doesn't always work. Look at Brock Heward. Yeah, look yeah, at uh Castle. Uh, yeah, yeah, Matt I, I, Castle. I understand. I understand. Let's, let's look is, at all these other guys. This is a different quarterback. Just look at look okay. at the type of quarterback that you just named versus Garoppolo. Garoppolo's got a, a better arm than any of those quarterbacks. He's got more mobility than any of those quarterbacks. So that, that's key. That's key. Okay. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. But um, let's move on to the subject matter at hand, and that would be defensive backs. Now, ladies and gentlemen, last week we talked about uh, linebackers, and we discussed – who would go where and, and, and or who we projected to be uh, top 10 fantasy-based linebackers for IDPs. Also posted them over at spotonradios.com for your consumption and digestion and uh, hopefully get some feedback from it. But with that being said, we've got um, – Another topic area to discuss over the next 39 minutes, the defensive back. Now, you've got to understand something. In my opinion, linebackers are your money makers in IDPs. However, however, in this 
NFL where passing is paramount now. You know, they're 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 going back to the running the ball. NFL is. But for the past couple of years, the trend has been throw, 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 which made defensive backs more valuable. I don't think that's going to change as, you know, as of this season. I just think that it's going to be more of an even uh, ratio now. As Jerry just said, there's about six teams out there that need a good quarterback. And if that's the case, they're going to be running the rock. And that means linebackers are going to have more opportunities to make tackles, along with safeties coming down to make tackles. But for the rest of the league, there'll be a lot of pass play. And some of these players, scratch that, all the players that I'm going to mention are worthy of being on your starting lineup for IDPs. I'm going to start at my number 10. Number 10, TD McDaniel. McDonald, I'm sorry, McDonald. Um, this guy has an opportunity to really, really stand out. He's in a that Greg Williams, Greg Williams has a very good system. And when you play in his system, you become a, uh, I'm not going to say a Pro Bowl player, but you become a player throughout the league because he's in position to make plays either uh, by, you know, uh, taking the ball down, uh, stopping the run, so on and so forth. I like this kid. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, mainly because uh, my notes got wet in a, a, a crazy downpour the other day. But I do have uh, a little bit of information on each player I'm going to talk about. But Mr. McDonald, I have 10, and uh, I believe he's going to have a, another outstanding year. What do you have, JT? Well, you're talking about T.J. McDonald from St. Louis. Am I right about that? That is correct. I have him a lot higher than you do. Um, of course. Of 10, course. Number 10, I think you're shortchanging this guy. In my opinion, he's a, a top five um, DB. Um, so that's, that's I'm not going to go any further um, I, 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 until he gets to that position, but I think he's way higher um than uh number ten on your list. Um I have uh ha ha Clinton Dix from Green Bay as my number ten. Okay. You know, I, I also like ha ha I have ha ha as an honorable mention type player. Um the only reason why is because uh I have a part ranked in um, in my top ten. So uh, I think Haha is actually going to come on this year because he started to come on last year in the playoffs, and he became, you know, a guy that people were like, "Okay, got to watch out for where he is." But his counterpart um, actually was more of a ball hawk than Haha was. But let's move on to my number nine, and my number nine. Some people might say I'm caught up in the name, 
Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm not caught up in the name because the guy has a good skill set playing at the position that he's playing. Now, coming out of college, I said he's not a defensive back. I said he was more of a safety because he can play in space. Um, and he's proving that he is a pretty daggone good safety. Hopefully he can healthy. And I'm talking about Tyron Matthew or Mayhew, uh, however you want to do this. You know, so the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger is one of those guys that he's tenacious. He's very tenacious. He's a, a player um, for whatever reason, the ball is him. Now, granted, he was playing in a system that was very advantageous to his abilities when Todd Bowles was defensive uh, coordinator Arizona I still believe that the talent and the safety position uh, provide a a big uh, spark for on your family team I have been number nine overall you know all the DBs in there because I believe he's going to uh, type of year this year, JT. Well, I have him out of the top ten. I don't have him within the top ten. I think there's a, uh, other guys that are um, better than him. He's a very good talent, <clears throat> but in my opinion, not worthy of a top ten, 10 um, position. Uh, I have uh, in that ninth position um, someone from the Bay Area, Antoine Bethea who I think is a better talent um, than um, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Oh, I, I like I like Antoine because he's a guy. Um, but you know how I feel about about um, the 49ers defense this year. They've lost so much. Um, and and you, you might be right there take advantage of that depleted defense that he's going to have to make plays. It's only he and Navarro Bowman, in my opinion, that are um, that are any good on that defensive side of the ball for the 49ers, or at least fantasy-wise. I'm not going to say any good. Let me say fantasy-wise as an IDP. Um, I didn't want to put him in my top 10 because I, 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 don't, I don't have any faith in him. Not just him, but the 49ers. Only person I have in there on any of my IDPs will be Navarro Bowman because I believe he's going to have to make a lot of tackles. Mm. Um, Antoine, he may have to make some tackles, but uh, I don't think he's a top 10 uh, DB. But again, that's just my opinion. Let's move on to number eight to a guy, since we're talking about the Bay Area, who longer in the Bay Area. Um, past couple of years, he's had some injuries. Um, but prior to that, he was a top-notch player. And I'm talking about Tyvon Branch. Tyvon Branch, I mean, he's going to be side-by-side side with a guy who actually just came back from Lima and Eric Berry. And uh, I have Eric Berry listed as an honorable mention type guy because at the time, I wasn't sure if he was actually going to you know, make it back, but 
Um, apparently, he played or he's going to play in uh, Kansas City's preseason game. But I have Tyvon Branch uh, ranked uh, eight because the guy finds the ball. And when he finds the ball, he brings a truckload of heat with him. Now, you put him back there with Eric Berry, Tamba Ali, Justin Houston, Derek Smith up front, and Deion, uh, and a couple of the players, a couple of the players on that defensive line. If Tyvon Branch can stay healthy, he will be a terror um, for that Kansas City defense. And I honestly think, even though they have Alex Smith at quarterback, Kansas City does, that that defense and special teams, because sometimes you got to think about special teams, um, with, uh, I don't know it's a Black Mamba, I can't remember his name right now, um, but the kid out of Oregon, uh, the Snoop, was was a mentor too. He's he's explosive. Three minutes or something like that. Um, he's gonna help uh, with Phil. Let's provide defense uh, opportunities to rest by flipping the field. Um, that term, I guess. Let me explain it a little bit. When when Kansas City, when the defense stops. That offense, uh, the opposing offense, the opposing offense has to punt. Uh, Thomas is going to return the rock to the point where the defense have more rest because it'll become a short field. Kansas City's defense, and you know that's Alex Alex Smith's working with a short field. He doesn't have to stretch the ball out. He doesn't have to go deep. They can play the run game and stuff like that. So Tyvon Branch. Um, by association, will uh, he'll be on the field uh, making plays as opposed to in the uh, locker room or in the uh, injury room getting treatment. So I believe Tyvon Branch is, is number eight on my list as one of the players, uh, DBs coming out this year. What do you have, Joe? Well, as we always have uh, when we come to these IDPs, I disagree with that. Who I have as a um, number eight in my position is uh, T.J. Ward out of Denver. I think he's a better um, a, a better uh, DB. And uh, so far, um, you've only had one guy out of the top ten that you have that is in my top ten. That's fine. It's not a big deal. Now, I like T.J. Ward. However, um, T.J. Ward is not in the same type of situation that he was in when he was in Cleveland. Um, He's not needed to make the hits or the plays uh, that he did while he was in Cleveland. And that was evident last year. Talent. Don't get me wrong. Solid talent. But his role is different in 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 Denver. Um, most teams they're going after Harris Jr. and they're going away from where Ward is. So Ward has to go hunt for the ball as opposed to the ball finding him. Um, I don't have him in my top ten, and I don't have him in honorable mention. 
I don't think he's a guy that I would, you know, want to draft. He would be one of those players, as you said, would be a streaming uh, IDP, in my opinion. Um, past couple of years, that's what he's been, a streaming IDP. Some weeks he's okay. Some weeks he's not. He's not worth a draft or a starting position, in my opinion. In fantasy world, real life, oh, yeah, I'll take him. But um, not this time. Let's move to number seven. Number seven, I have Barry Church. And it pains me to, to say that a Dallas Cowboy is going to be in the top ten of anything other than Dez Bryant. Um, but Barry Church, the past couple of years, he's the 104 tackles last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 84 the year before from the safety position. That's crazy. Those are linebacker numbers. Um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you guys other than that this kid is all over the field and he makes sure to bring um, the boom with him. Now, he's not going to get you a lot of interceptions. He's not going to get you a lot of pass defenses. But what he is going to do is he's going to come down in the box and play like Cam Chancellor and play like that hybrid, strong safety uh, linebacker position. Um, I do like Barry Church as a player. I don't like the team he plays for, but I do recognize his talent. And any safety that can amass 104 tackles in one season and the year before that, 84 or or eighty eight, that that's amazing to me. So uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it this year, but we'll see. I have Barry Church number seven. Who do you got number seven, JT? Number seven, I have a, a New York Giant who's got um, um, big time potential. Um, I have uh, number seven. I have Landon Collins. From the New York Giants, I think he is uh, worthy of that position. That's why I have him sitting there, number seven. So you're basing this off potential, not off of performance. Yep. So Landon Johnson, I like him. However, um, I definitely wouldn't put him above any of the players I mentioned. And none of the players you mentioned. So, what about him excites well, you, you to the point that you're gonna have? And, and that's that's who I like. I know. I, I got that. But what I'm saying is, what about his game, or what about his position? Uh, excites you to name him the seventh best defensive back out of all the the, the DBs in the NFL for fantasy. I think he's got that. He he's got that it factor. So, I mean, you have your list. I have mine. I put Landon Collins number seven. What is the it factor? Is that it factor that, that, that you say you have your list, or have I seen? Have you asked me what uh, I had, and that's why I have it. You, you're going to play that I don't game? Know, I don't know, I don't know, what, more, I don't know what, what more you want me to say. No, it, what I'm saying is this. Okay, what is the it People say you have the it factor. What is that? That is able is it to, the fact it, that able to that make plays and, and come up in big situations. Um, and I think Landon Collins is that type of player. 
Okay. The role is gone. And now he steps in and takes his position. Um, so do you think that would be part of the reason why? Because he's supplanted a role? Or is it just that he just comes in the draft and says, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the best rookie that, you know, was drafted as a DB. You know, he came from Alabama, which is great. And he was the best DB coming out of college and he went to the second round. But only I've only seen one safety come out of college and be that effective. And that was Sean Taylor because he was a hitter. Landry isn't a hitter. Landry's a cover corner. He's like, ha-ha, pretty much. So well, I guess I'm trying to figure out because his gameplay doesn't dictate that he's going to be a full player. Okay. Other than he can hit you. He doesn't play the ball well. So I'm trying to figure out. But you got your, as you said, your list. I got mine. But let's move on to number six. My number six, and you might have him higher. I'm quite sure you do, but I have him at number six. Eric Weddle, the beard. Uh, Eric Weddle over the past couple of years has been very consistent at getting to the ball, and he makes tackles. Importantly, he takes away. And with an IDP, that's the most important thing, um, getting the ball. Uh, if you have good hands and you can hit and you can make tackles, you are very valuable as an IDP. Eric Weddle does those things. However, I think that uh, he's coming uh, closer and closer to that age where it's going to be less hits, more tips, or he's going to have to uh, give up his position because he's made so many big plays and he's hit a lot of people and stuff like that three years or so before it's time to find his replacement. But right now, I have him sitting at six uh, overall as a player that should be on someone's uh, fantasy league team as an IDP. Your thoughts, number six, Eric Weddle. I have Eric Weddle um, placed up a little higher uh, in, a, in, in, in number six position. I have uh, the DB out of Jacksonville, Jonathan Cyprian. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like him a lot. I think he he makes a lot of plays in, in uh, um, um, for Jacksonville, uh, especially against teams that um, run the ball. Um, and since we play in um, leagues that uh, rely on tackle heavy, uh, I think uh, he's the type of DB that would fit in the uh, sixth position on this list of mine. Okay, I have him a little higher. I got him a lot higher, actually. But uh, I can't argue with that. Uh, Cyprian is a very, very outstanding uh, DB. And he plays the ball well, too. As he make tackles, he plays the ball very well. Um, but it leads me to my number five guy, who hitter, but right now he's having a, a contract issue, even though... He's under contract. Cam Chancellor is uh, 
He's that guy. Now, most people might say, okay, well, how can you have Cam Chancellor above Earl Thomas? Well, easy. Earl Thomas isn't that effective when it comes to Earl Thomas is a very good um, as a player, but fantasy-wise, Cam Chancellor is that uh, is because I told you he plays strong safety, but he also comes down in the box and plays linebacker from time to time. That's part of uh, Seattle's which means he has more opportunities to get to the ball um, and make plays. He's not playing in space. That's what Earl Thomas does. He plays in space. Uh, Cam Chancellor is one of the guys. He has size. Um, and he can hit fast, but he always seemingly finds his way around the ball. And that's that's a that you just can't uh you 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 can't deny i have cam chancellor number five on my list what do you got jt cam chancellor is where i have tj mcdonald uh we already talked about tj mcdonald uh i think t he could be the number one safety on any team um uh, but the rams have a, a very competent linebacker group so his uh tackles take a hit but uh, I, I really like T.J. McDonald. That's why I have him number five. And so you, Cam is where for you? Is he higher or is he not on your list? Cam Chancellor? Cam yeah. Chancellor is not on my list. Wow. Okay. All right, he skewed young. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Um, I would have him on the top ten, though, but Hey, that's your list. Now, we're going to number four. And you mentioned Ha Ha Clinton, Clinton Dix. Uh, I believe you have him at number what, nine, number 10, number nine, something like that. Uh, ha Ha Clinton Dix I have at number 12. Number 10, I'm sorry, number 10. Oh, yeah. yeah, number 10. Well, I can understand that. Like I said, I have an honorable mention. But his his running mate I have as number four, Morgan Burnett. Now, but the ball likes to, to land Morgan Burnett's hands. He likes to intercept the ball. He likes to, uh, you know, defend the ball. He defends the ball very well. He plays the ball, not the man. And as a safety and, and a cornerback in particular, that's the most important thing. Um, because the you can't do anything if, if the guy doesn't have the ball. So Morgan Burnett has been consistent over the past three to four years at finding the ball. Um, I would like to think that it's because uh, teams have to throw the ball Aaron Rodgers and, and the offense that he's got these opportunities. But last year, um, theory was kind of debunked because they were close games. Uh, because Green Bay sort of philosophy. They ran the ball a lot more than they have in the past. Um, and some three and outs. Defense was on the field a lot more than the office. But Morgan Burnett, those players that consistently showed up on on film as well as stat uh, sheets, 
because he defended the ball, he made tackles, intercepted. Um, see any reason why change this year? I think Haha is going to step up. Um, you know, probably get more touches of the ball this year. But right now, Morgan Burnett is my number four. JT. Well, my number four happens to be the one you placed at number, I think, uh, six, Eric Widow from San Diego. Yeah, I figured I have him a little high. I have Eric Widow at number four versus you have him at number six. Okay. I mean, it's it's just a space or two above, but uh, that's cool. Not an issue. My number three. Um, now, we should be agreeing on this top three at some point, um, but you got uh, Cyprian lower. But my number three is Rashad Jones. Uh, if you don't know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, look Look him up. The kid is is off the charts. Um, you might say, I've never heard of him. Well, you're probably not following IDPs that closely. Uh, honestly, over the past years, has been one of the most consistent DBs uh, in football as far as fantasy goes. He's getting tackled. He's uh, touching the ball. He's making plays. Now, I don't know what else to say other than um, he's right up there with uh, who did I say had 100? Uh, somebody, I said somebody, Barry Church had 104 uh, tackles. Well, Jones is far off. He's, he's making tackles as well, and he's intercepting the ball, and he's up defending the pass. And he's helping out in the run game, so I mean, that's that's a very all-around DB in my opinion, and he will provide you the uh, fantasy points needed from the DB position. I can guarantee you maybe six or seven points a week out of him, which is far more consistent than some tight end or even a kicker uh, can give you. Just my thoughts. Your 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 take on it, JT? Well, ding 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 ding. We agree. Oh, we finally you. agree. Yes, we agree on Richard Jones. Absolutely, one of the better tacklers in Miami. I, I have to definitely agree with you on Richard Jones. All right. Well, my number two guy is number five guy, I believe. Um. And I have Jonathan Cyprian at number two. Um, this guy has become a very um, player for Jacksonville, and there aren't many in Jacksonville, believe me. Uh, but this kid, here's the deal. With him, Paul Puzlesny, and uh, one or two other players on that defense, they're very tough. They're tough against the run. They're tough against the pass. They're tough against every. And speaking of quick sidebar, uh, Mr. Thomas, the tight end for for Jacksonville, former uh, Denver Bronco tight end, broken hand, broken left hand, 
first game. He's expected to be to be ready for uh, the regular season, but that's just right there. First preseason game, just like Niles Paul, uh, something broke down for the season, and Thomas has only gone games. But Jonathan Cyprian is going to be there. Uh, the kid is durable. I don't think he's missed a game over the past seasons. He's a hitter. So you know he's going to to be around the ball to make tackles. He's not afraid to do it, but he's also um, he has a lot of pass defended uh, uh, stats. He's not going to get you like four or five interceptions like who I have at number one, but he's going to give you fantasy points every week that he's playing, um, and that's key because some some players. DPs good for a, then you won't hear from them again and then they're good again this kid assistant so that's why I have Jonathan Cyprian number two overall is my uh, number two IDP DB J- I have um, Morgan Burnett um, he, he's, he, he's, hmm. he supports the run quite a bit Um the Packers as a whole linebacking group is not strong. They got good linebackers, but they're not strong um, <clears throat> against the run. Um, and he's led DB in solo tackles the last year, and quite naturally I expect the, uh, the same this year. Well, I mean, yeah, like like you said, he's a very member of that defense. I, I have him ranked at number four and higher. Um, and like I said, I have Clinton um, honorable mention, but I, I just don't think he's going to be a top 10 player. But I can see Morgan Burnett, not number two, though, maybe three, maybe three. I definitely at number four, but I don't think he's going to outperform the guy listed ahead of him. But my number one, and I it should be your number one, and this will tell the tale uh, if you know what you're talking about. This kid, ever since he came in the league a couple years ago, um, has been all over the field. He's been in the run game, definitely in the pass game. Um, and I'm talking about Harrison Smith from Minnesota. This this little safety, this guy, is like he's 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 playing receiver with you know, just on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I believe he's averaging like four or five picks a season. And he's also um, involved in the run game at free safety, which is astonishing to me because normally it's a strong safety that's a force in the run game. Um, Harrison Smith is by far um, the complete package uh, as as a safety right now, especially in the world of fantasy, because he touches the ball a lot. He touches the ball more than most receivers do in a game. Um, and he's around the ball a lot more than most players are around the ball. He has that instinct. I don't know, you know where he got it from or how he got it, but he has that football instinct, that IQ, that uh, I, I would say it's because of the system, but 
because it's just to be the same type of when Leslie Frazier was uh, the head coach because Leslie Frazier is the one that drafted him. So Zimmer came in and last year, you know, uh, Smith didn't fall off. He even he had just as good of. I think he's going to continue to climb, uh, just like Eric Weddle. He he's a a younger, better version of Eric Weddle to me, um, around the ball. So, I've got Harrison Smith number one overall, fantasy IDP JT. Six two. 214 pounds, drafted 29th overall in the 2012 NFL draft, which was, in my opinion, a huge steal for the Minnesota Vikings. Harrison Smith was out of, out of a doubt, number one IDP on a DB's list. So we agree on two. That's amazing. 20%. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But anyway, um, we got about four minutes left live there. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to us uh, discuss our IDPs. Again, JT and I have different lists. We didn't consult each other. Um, and we'd like to do it that we, way. We just, that's why you're getting it. Uh, yeah exactly how you see it so i mean we're going to disagree um on a lot of things but uh sometimes we agree on on a lot of things as well but it's important to understand that these are independent thoughts Mm -hmm. and when you go to a spot on radios and look at the fantasy foxhole and see these rankings you know mr fsp has all the idps jt has the offensive skill functions um, and next week, I don't even feel like doing kickers, but what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do as kickers are people too, Rich Eisen, um, we're going to give you top 10 kickers and top 10 defenses, um, overall defenses, not just IDPs, uh, as the season begins to come to, uh, closer and closer, we're going to go over, um, those last two positions, and then the show will focus solely on preseason matchups and what we have seen. Uh, one thing I want to point out, JT and I talked about this with my first draft, which I did back in July, um, which was, it was July or, or the end of June, I can't remember, JT, but Martavius Bryant for the Steelers, he had a pretty good game hooking up with Ben Roethlisberger a couple times last night. And, you know, he looks like be a force to be reckoned with. Oh, boy. This this is old news to me. I've been talking about this before. Look at my rankings. Old news to me. Oh, my my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Rankings. Where can they find your rankings at, JT? Where can they find your rankings at? You know, you get the spot website, on radios, spot on radio, or radios, I should say, dot com. And go okay. to the fantasy, right. fantasy football foxhole, and you'll see the rankings for Victor's IDPs, and also running backs, 
wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks from the master, which is me. That's right. Now, what do you have planned as to plan tomorrow? Well, I'm going to talk about some preseason games that, uh, um, especially about Mr. Winston, who's going to be premiering uh, his preseason game at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, also, I'm going to talk about the uh, other preseason games that have taken place uh, Friday, today, and um, I think there's a couple, or at least one t- tomorrow. I think the Colts are playing the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow. So, um, preseason is in effect. You're going to see some players that people uh, that I've been maybe saying they're going to be sleepers or they're going to be breakout players or um, the like, and uh, we're going to be talking about those players. So it's all it's all going to be talking about fantasy leading up uh, to uh, the, your uh, drafts, which is going to be taking place if they haven't taken place already. It give you a better perspective on who you may be able to steal late in late rounds, and who you may be picking up in earlier rounds um, because of their value. Sounds good to me. That's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Blog Talk Radio Flash V I C H B K. You can always catch us streaming live. Uh, well, not live, but hopefully we'll get live at some point. But you can always catch the streaming 24-7, 365 over at spotonradios.com. Uh, check out the master plan um, as mine or the Fantasy Foxhole. Also, you can come back here, blogtalker.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, and listen to any archived show going all the way back to 2009. And just listen. I... I Here's what I want you to do. Listen to the predictions that were made. Just listen. Track record speaks for itself. You know, even there's some shows in there where everybody's laughing at me, but I was laughing at the end of the season. But the point is, that's right. But the point is that we elected, we've been spot on. Hence the term spot on radios. All right. Uh, We're here to help you. Uh, Hey, if we help you, just come back and let us know. Thanks, whatever the case. And uh, become a fan. Stick around. Listen to us. With that being said, uh, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I want to thank my co-host JT for calling in. And, uh, you know, even though I know his jaw was after L punched him in the mouth, you know, it is what it is. He's a Jet fan for life. I don't care what he says. You know, you can believe that if you want. I keep on saying to people, yeah, I'm sensitive about it, people. Damn right. You can believe it if you don't. I keep on saying it over and over, and this this highlight, what took place this past week, highlighted my specific point. The drama and the, um, the ineptitude, regardless of who is in charge, who's the coach, who's the GM, and uh, quite naturally the ownership hasn't changed. It's a, a organization that is uh, dysfunctional. dysfunctional. Very, very dysfunctional. And I'm at a stage in my life that I don't need to have, if I'm going to root for a team, the team that, that's uh, a dysfunctional type of team. So I've moved on. 
I wish all that know who I used to be as a Jet fan would move on and understand that <laughs> I'm no longer a Houston Texans fan. And oh, I, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I'm no longer a, no longer, I mean, no longer a Jet fan. And and I'm gonna highlight this point real quick, real real quick for you, Victor, because um, I, I, I highlighted it uh, on um, the FSP Cruise Show, which is on eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, on uh, um, on the Thursday. Thursdays. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to find it as we speak. Because this is one of the main reasons why um, I like the organizations of the Houston Texans because I like the way they do business. And uh, I like the way their organization is run from top to bottom. Class Guy and, and Bob, Bob McNair as the owner, along with the, um, the, uh, the um, general manager or president of football operations, which is Rick Smith. Uh, I like the coach that they have, who's a very good, tough coach. And um, I like the way that they're putting the team together. And I'm trying to find this uh, real quickly. And it's a list of the 32 teams. Here it is. And NFL players arrest over the last five years. And it has the amount of player arrests that each team has had over the last five years. The top ten are as follows. Number one is the Minnesota Vikings with 18. Number two is the Broncos with 16. Tied for number three are the Colts and the Buccaneers for 13. Then we, are, then we go to number five, which is the 49ers with 12. There's Four teams that are tied for the sixth position, which is the Bears, which is 11, Lions, Jets, and Titans, all 11. And uh, the, there's two teams that are tied for number 10. In fact, they have 10. That's NFL players with their rest records of over the last five years. At the bottom five of that, okay, I want to start with the bottom five. At number 27, uh, the top, in fact, these two teams are tied for 27. Um, the uh, Dolphins and the Saints have four players over the last five years that were um, arrested. Uh, four players. The Panthers have three. The Giants and Chargers were, are tied for the 29th spot, quite nationally 29 and, and, and uh, uh, 30 and 31 because we had a tie in 27. Uh, the Panthers and, uh, excuse me, the Giants and the Chargers had three players arrested over the last five years. And in the, the top position, the top team that's only had one player in five years arrested, that's one player. This is football, people. This is one football player arrested in five years from this organization. Happens to be the Houston Texans. Character guys, guys that uh, um, you you don't have to worry about. So when you say uh, keep refer, reference me to Jet fans, I'm not a Jet fan. It's a dysfunctional organization. And Victor, I told you this when when you first told, asked, asked me why did I go to Houston, Texas, and this is my exact words: I like the way they do business, and that's exactly why they they, they get character guys. 
guys are going to play football okay. and not screw off off the field. Well, I mean, there's no denying that. I mean, facts. But I'll I'll say this: uh, there's a Jerry Jinx, extra Michael Finley. Axe the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not with the Jets anymore. And, and it's still happening. I know. So it's obviously, I know. No, no, no. Obviously, it no, has nothing saying. to do with me. So, I, yes, it does. Because when they started to get better and, and the Texans got worse. But we'll see. But no, okay. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Just for you, JT. Just for you. Thank you. But ladies and gentlemen, we got we to gotta get ready to go off the air. Um, we appreciate you listening to us. And Jerry's... Uh, undying love for his Houston Texans who are on hard knock knocks and I need that Mr. Taylor so I can uh, try to see it if possible uh, via my computer oh, so we'll see oh, what okay. happens Just, with that when I get, when I get off I'll, I'll send you the information alright okay. I appreciate it so, All right. thank you very much so ladies and gentlemen with that being said we gotta get out of here uh, tune in next week and also tune in tomorrow to the master plan we love you. Oh, bye bye. You wanna talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy, sports, and politics.